0: This is the Radio Life Sciences, and my name is Anastasia. The whole last week was dedicated to the introduction of new coming students to the Graduate School of Life Sciences. One fourth of the GSLS students are international, with various academic and cultural backgrounds. I made a call asking the first year international students to volunteer to participate in this episode, and five of them became my guests. They are Cheyenne and Anushi, both of whom join a master program in epidemiology, Ines, who starts one health program, Rivki, from molecular and cellular life sciences, and Carla, who joined cancer, stem cells, and developmental biology. Right now, Cheyenne, Ines, and Carla are already in the Netherlands, while Rivki and Anushi are still in their home countries Due to the traveling restrictions in the corona period. Today, the first part of our conversation is in the broadcast, where you will learn about their backgrounds, the impressions of the introduction week at the GSLS, and their views on the most challenging problems in the life sciences field. In a week, the second part of our conversation will be released where we will be able to get to know them even better. But for now, Let's start from asking them to introduce themselves. Carla, would you like to tell us where you come from? What is your academic background? And where did you study before coming to Utrecht? I'm
1: from Spain. I'm from the Canary Islands. Um, I did my bachelor's at the University of Cambridge in the United Kingdom. Actually, my bachelor was called Biological Natural Sciences, but then in that program you get to choose different subjects and then in your last year you specialize. Um, so I specialized on cellular and, um sorry, cell and developmental biology, but then the degree we get is just a Bachelor of Arts. So it's like, kind of like a mix of everything. So pretty much just cell biology.
0: Sayen, and you? So originally I'm
2: from a tiny Dutch Antillian Island by the name of St. Martin, but to arrive here I came via Toronto, Canada. So while I was there, I did biomedical science for the four years, and that's what I got my
0: bachelor's degree in. Rivki, and what about you?
2: I'm from Tangra, Indonesia, and I study my bachelor in Institute Technology, Bandung, also in Indonesia.
0: Ines, tell us about yourself. Uh, I come from uh, Portugal. And from which city? Uh, yes, yeah,
3: so I come from a place called Kashkai which is on the coast very close to Lisbon. So close to the city, yeah.
0: Oh, it should be very beautiful.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I <Oops>. think so. <laughs> if if I can brag about where I come from, it's um, it's very nice, especially in the summer for holidays.
0: Anushi, and what about you?
3: Tell us. I'm
4: from... Uh, I'm Anushi, Rai. I am from India. I joined the Master's in Epidemiology program at the Utrecht University. So I have a Master's in Biology and uh, I have some uh, research experience in Developmental Biology. And in which university
0: did you study before?
4: I was in India itself and I study, uh, I was at the Tata Institute of Fundamental Research in Mumbai Uh, I was a part of their um, research scholar program for two years and uh, before that I was in the Mumbai University.
0: So these students come not only from different countries, but even from different continents. Now I'm very curious, how did they learn about the program and Utrecht University? Why did you choose Utrecht University and the Graduate School of Life Sciences in particular?
1: Um, so I think for the, the field of cancer and stem cells and developmental biology, obviously, um, Utrecht has a good focus of many different groups that work on this field and the university offers the opportunity to do a master with a lot of practical work um, as internships to kind of um, explore this field and then see or you like it or not. And it's also very flexible. Um, Yeah, pretty much had everything I was looking for. Um, Also good reputation and the city, everyone who has lived here before has told me amazing things about it. So can't wait really to (laughs) see it myself.
0: This was the reasons for Carlos' choice. Let's listen to Cheyenne now.
2: Well, for sure I knew that I wanted to continue something within the biomedical field. And I was debating for a long time between med school or master's and grad school. And it just happened that during my last term in fourth year, I took a lot of microbiology and advanced virology. And we studied the Ebola virus. And that's when I realized that I really had a big interest in epidemiology. And this seemed to marry my Mm interests. Then I started applying and... Utrecht like just seemed like the ideal spot for me in terms of location, like it's close enough to family and friends. And in terms of actually um, education, obviously 12 Nobel Prizes was like a big push factor. And the fact that a large portion of the grad school is actually females was like, mm-hmm. I thought that this was a very forward idea mm-hmm. and I would fit nicely here.
0: Rivke, why did you choose Utrecht University and this graduate school?
2: Firstly, I want to study in Europe. <laughs> uh, and my, uh, my professor in my bachelor degree also recommended me to study in Europe because of its... Uh, he said something about the culture and, uh, uh, yeah, and the research culture there is good, he mm-hmm.
0: said. So for Rivke, the reasons were his desire to study in Europe and the advice of his supervisor about the research culture at Utrecht University. What were the reasons for you, Ines? In the master's
3: I'm doing, there's not that many master's of One Health. Uh, so when I started looking, I found that master's here in Utrecht. And uh, then I started looking a bit more into it and it really, you know, got my attention because uh, it, with the, within the Graduate School of Sciences, due to the way it's built, so, you know, you have some mandatory courses, everyone has that everywhere, sort of, right, all the universities, but then what really appealed to me was the opportunity to do um, the projects, so research projects, or even for the minor, the profiles, I just Uh, feel it could give me a lot of opportunities and um, as well, I heard great things about Utrecht and the Netherlands, so why not come here and try it?
0: So Ines named several reasons why she decided to come to the Graduate School of Life Sciences and specifically one health program. And she especially highlighted the importance of those possibilities which a research project might bring to her. Let's listen to Anushi now. Uh,
4: So during my previous master's, I had a module on epidemiology. Uh, It provided an introduction and I was very intrigued by the subject and I wanted to learn more about it. And I found that the program at Utrecht University is is one of the most comprehensive programs on epidemiology. So that's why I chose uh, Utrecht University.
0: So the international students name different reasons of why they decided to come to study at the GSLS. Some of them talk about diversity of the faculty and the reputation of university. Others talk about the amount of practical experience which they expect during their internships. Now let's zoom in into the first educational experiences here and their perceptions of the introduction week. Cheyenne, what did you like about the introduction week the most?
2: Well, I just finished, today was day three. And I think what I liked the most so far was the talk about scientific integrity. And well, what I learned new was about the reproducibility crisis because I didn't realize it was that bad. And I think it's a really good idea to start us on the path of thinking about scientific integrity before we start doing our major projects and internships and everything so we could usher in like a new, a new line of thinking and to help mitigate the crisis and not make it worse. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the, the follow-up where we had to do the assignment about a particular topic following under scientific integrity. And it just gave us another opportunity to, to apply what we learned and talk about what we learned with our group mates and also hear the perspectives of the other students. So it felt like, right. even though technically we're all alone, behind the computer just watching, being able to hear others' perspectives and seeing what they think on topics. It almost feels like we're still having a group discussion.
0: This was Cheyenne and her impressions of that part of the ILS, which was dedicated to the issues of scientific integrity. Let's now listen to Anushi.
4: I think I enjoyed the career planning the most because uh, Mm, During my master's and also in any, uh, a lot of uh, universities in my country itself, uh, there is an academia first uh, attitude, but I was amazed that uh, how uh, uh, open-minded the people were at Utrecht University about what career we can choose after the master's and you know, we can actually uh, plan our masters accordingly to what we want to do after we finish it. So that was quite nice, yes.
0: And now let's listen to Carla, who will tell us what she enjoyed the most during the ILS. Um,
1: I really enjoyed that um, we get to to explore uh, questions that otherwise we wouldn't have asked ourselves. Like what we're going to do in the future in our careers. Um, um, what's like being in a in a lab? What's the culture research? Uh, what's the professional behavior we should be aiming for? So I think those questions are very interesting. At first, I like I wasn't expecting much, but then I I saw that they were very interesting to wonder and consider them. So it was nice also to discuss
0: them with with other students. Thank you, Carla. And Inès, what did you like about the ILS the most?
3: Yes, I mean to to be a hundred percent honest, I've never had an experience like this. Uh I I don't I'm not just speaking about the online side of things, I'm just saying an introduction week. Um because you know, in my my studies previously, um we did have an introduction week, but maybe not as um, thorough, you know, with so many lectures and, and activities, it was more just welcome. And then next day, we started formal classes. So for this was very good to just get to know, you know, what, what other masters there are out there in the Graduate School of Life Sciences, um, interacting with people from those masters interacting with alumni. Oh, that was actually a very good activity that we had yesterday, you know, the alumni speed dates. Uh, Just very interesting because for example, for the alumni speed dates, I did not speak with um, any alumni from my own masters, just, you know, general biomedical or life sciences masters. And it was very um, interesting. But also gave me a lot of sort of different ideas of, of what I could do in, with my future, not only within my master's, but outside, just in the life sciences in general. So that's definitely something, you know, that this week gave me that I never had before.
0: Uh, which item in the goodie bag
3: did you like the most? Oh, the one I've been using, the
2: water bottle because I like, I drink a lot of water. So I always like having portable water bottles, and it's cute. And I like that it has the grad school of life sciences on it. Oh, I also got a sticker. I thought that was really cute too. It says, I
3: master epidemiology. Oh, I loved the reusable water bottle. That was my favorite by far. And I'm laughing because I've been... Uh, I've been texting everyone back home, look at what I got, look at what I got (laughs) my goodie bag, because I just loved it.
1: dopper bottle, the water bottle. I was actually going to buy one water water bottle last week, and then I saw this and it was just perfect because I needed one.
0: And now I would like to ask the students to think about the big picture of the life sciences. So if I would ask you to name one most challenging problem in the life sciences field, what would you choose, in Ines?
3: Well, actually, because of, I'm just thinking now, you know, we're in this time with the COVID and there's a lot of this sort of fake news going around. So I think, honestly, nowadays, one of the hardest things is when researchers put some results out there or, or they, um, you know, publish something and the media might well might or might not sort of distort uh what is being said in that research and then the public um has ends up having this different idea which was not the right idea and then just that just goes on and on creating fake news and things that are not correct and then i guess at the end people are just misinformed and i feel that's an obstacle for researchers in the sense that they do want to give the right, the correct information to the public and that information to be out there and to obviously be available uh, available for everyone. But yes, in the end, I think it's quite hard when things get distorted by other means.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And that's very hard to tackle as we all see now and especially in such speed as research is developing but also attention yes. is overwhelming and yeah. to communicate the results properly is extremely difficult. Yes. So Inès points out to the problem of misinterpretation of scientific research by media and the existence of false information out there as a consequences of it. Carla, what is it for you? What would you name as the most challenging problem in the life sciences field?
1: I think the, although I have not experienced that myself, I think one of the biggest challenges would be the pressure to publish. Um, and that that means that um, people are, are pressured on to have results, um, which sometimes doesn't mean that they're not doing their job, it's just like for science, sometimes an experiment doesn't work because the biology doesn't allow it to so it's i think it's going to be difficult to deal with the frustration of failing experiments and having the pressure to publish when sometimes it's just
0: something we cannot control so carla points out to another major problem the publishing pressure anushi and what is your opinion
4: it it may not be it may not be perceived as the most challenging problem in the life sciences field but it is something that i believe that i should be working on uh, i want to uh, work on uh, help in bringing research from bench to bedside like research done in the lab to actual patients uh, tra- like translate research
3: yeah
4: so it, it is i i I do not know whether other people will also perceive this as a major challenge in life sciences, but it is something that I believe in.
0: Anushi brings our attention to the problem of translation of research findings into practice. Now, let's listen to Cheyenne. I think it
2: might definitely be right now the whole pseudoscience idea and how people are losing actual faith in science. And on one hand, it can be a good thing because that means that more people are asking questions. We're going to find out more if more people are asking questions. It could potentially inspire like the next generation of scientists. But on the other hand, it could be very, very dangerous as with anti-vaxxers and all of the COVID-19 rumors and conspiracies that have been going on. And I think that's something that like is an overreaching topic in all aspects of life science. Like everyone deals with the whole pseudoscience and someone read an article on Google and now thinks that it's, that that article is comparable in knowledge to someone who's been studying the field um, for 10 plus years, has a PhD, did a postdoc and how do you bridge that gap with basically just ha- helping people have more faith in science and, believing that what scientists do
0: is actual research and this is the goal of trying to figure out the truth. Thank you Cheyenne for pointing out to an extremely important issue of how dangerous emergence of pseudoscientific movements is and that there is a challenge to protect science from misuse and misinterpretation. In this episode we heard the stories of the first-year international master students about their academic background, their perceptions of the introduction week at the GSLS, and their perspectives on the most challenging problems in the life sciences field. I wish everyone to have a very good week ahead. Stay safe and stay tuned!